hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, hello. Welcome to the first episode of season two of From Huns to Humans. I am so excited to go into the new year with you guys. We ended the last year with hitting 10K listens, and I'm so excited and so thankful for all of you that are sticking around and hearing all of these stories. It means so much to me that we're able to create this message and share with each other and heal. Um, Today, I have a really special episode. It's one that I've actually been wanting to do for a while. And in full disclosure, we've actually recorded it twice already and we didn't like it. So we scrapped the episode. So third time's a charm, hopefully. Um, But without uh, further ado, this is my fiance, Nick. Um, We are getting married in 19 days. (laughs) um and we are going to share our combined story of our beach body experience um neither of us were coaches with beach body but we definitely have uh, a story to tell and yeah so um nick do you want to tell tell everyone what you're about and start us off yeah no I just want to start off this episode by saying I'm super nervous to record this one especially because this is like Danielle said the third time that we've tried to record this because the previous time just ended up us talking shit the entire time (laughs) and um I didn't feel good about that yeah but that's what the people want to hear I really know that's what the people want to hear so I'll try to we'll try to mix in a little shit talking (laughs) <laughs> not too much to the point where I'm like wow I feel like a real piece of shit but um <laughs> but also um before we get going into our story too um I wanted to give you credit because uh you listened to one of my episodes I think it was one of the Plexi Bestie episodes and in it I said that um I never heard of MLMs being called a cult and you called me out and you were like um you definitely called it a cult and I called it a cult and I was like oh like I would joke and be like, gotta go to my cult meeting and like, didn't think anything of it. Oh yeah. When, when we first started dating, um, you would bring your, um, your Plexus, what was it? Your pig drink. That's yeah. a Starbucks thing. Starbucks has no, the pig yeah, drink. No, Plexus, Plexus has the pig, pig drink, drink too. Yeah. Okay. So Starbucks is kind of a cult too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the cult of Starbucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you kept being like, oh, you should try these drinks. I'm like, no, Danielle, I don't want to join your cult. And you're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but so when we first started dating, you were doing Insanity? 
bootleg insanity. Yeah, I was doing bootleg insanity. So I wasn't really into beach body per se. I was just doing that program and like at the end of the workouts they'd be like, and by shakeology, I'd be like, stupid. <laughs> um and I had done tried to do that program like literally hundreds of times because first of all it's like way too hard by the way um I am a personal trainer so like learning about these programs um over time has made me realize that a lot of them are just complete and utter crap uh with insanity being probably the biggest and crappiest of all of them yeah definitely in your experience that's what you've noticed right and yeah in my experience I've noticed that um five days of HIIT workouts is just not good for your body. And there's a lot of research that, that says that as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like weird because when we first started dating, we were, you know, in that like honeymoon phase of like eating way too much, going out all of the time. Yeah. Okay. Gained a lot of weight from this, so um, I'm going to go all in on insanity and eating 1,200 calories all the time, which, by the way, isn't part of Beachbody. Beachbody doesn't recommend for you to eat 1,200 calories, but I thought it was a good idea. So, um, by the way, if you're listening and you have ever tried to eat 1,200 calories, don't. Just, again, not not a good one for you. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. You will end up being so hungry at the end of the day that you are going to raid your pantry and end up shoveling shredded cheese into your mouth like a cheese goblin. Um, That I can 100% speak from experience because I was the cheese goblin. Um, So yeah, we were doing insanity. We were doing bootleg insanity and you were looking at me like, why do you keep doing this? Like it's not working for you. So you reached out to your friends. Yeah, and uh, I had signed up to do the Beachbody, like, subscription program before the, like, Netflix, quote-unquote, of Beachbody. Um, And I had, like, you know, just continued, and then I was like, all right, well, like, we can do this again, and it will be great because we can split the membership. And I was trying to talk you into it because I was like, okay, well, like you keep doing insanity, but there are so many other programs out there. Like maybe you should try something else. And that's what we did. We ended up doing, there was like a new program being released. It was like a step workout mm-hmm. cardio yeah. program. I remember all the yeah. names. Classic. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was and at the time it was what we needed I think you know it did get us started on yeah. fitness and I think there is some to be said about Beachbody for beginners yeah as to like getting people started into fitness but as a long-term solution I don't find it to be the best option right yeah especially with the almost all of them you're working out five plus days a week almost all of them Um, even the ones where you're not where it's like there was one that was four days a week and like they teach you very little about about form and about how to correctly perform exercises so um yeah not really the greatest if you're going to try to do long term and could end up injuring yourself 
remember how many times I hurt myself doing all these programs like I had to keep stopping programs because I would get hurt like I would twist my ankle all the time or my wrists would hurt or I was getting these shooting pains up my calves yeah you had a really bad ankle injury I remember when I tripped over the step that was my own stupid fault yeah yeah that I mean that was rough that was rough though and there was a period of time uh, after we did transform 20, where you, there was another workout that like was just released and it was a 100 day program. Oh my uh, God. Morning, melt- morning meltdown, morning meltdown 100. 100. Yeah, it was like made up exercises in it that like the, the super trainer or whatever they're called thought looked cool. Yeah. I, I literally, I think that's the reason behind some of the choices of exercises that she thought they looked cool. And she gave them all like stupid names. Like this one's called the badass exercise <laughs> and this one's the cowgirl and i'm like <laughs> yeah um and they're all like jumping exercises that beginners shouldn't be doing and it was marketed as a beginner level program and yeah there are modifications but most people are gonna be like you know what i'm gonna try and do the non-modified version and if you have a lot of weight to you and you're jumping around maybe your knees aren't so good like that's gonna lead to injury it was rough but remember um uh yeah I got injured doing morning meltdown 100 I yeah (laughs) and and, uh but and then I got really frustrated and I like fell off the wagon a little bit of you know taking care of myself but at the same time, we both started Morning Meltdown 100 at the same time, and you were doing two programs at once. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, so we were in a, like, what do you call those groups? Challenge group. We were in a challenge group with with your coach. Yeah. Our coach, I guess. Coach, yeah. I use air quotes here. Um, and... Don't get me wrong, I met a lot of great people through that group that I'm still friends with today. Yeah. Um, and very grateful for those friendships that I've pulled out of that group. But um, there was such a culture in that group of no days off, and you're always hustling, you're always grinding, you're always trying to get your work out. And if you take a day off, you're lazy. And if you're not drinking your shake, you're lazy. And I had really bought into that that culture of it and I was like all right well if if working out once every day is good then working out twice every day must be great right yeah little did I realize that working out that much it doesn't allow your body time to recover like your your muscles don't grow unless you allow them time to repair and recover that's how muscle growth happens I didn't know that at the time of course but I was seeing very little progress throughout this time because I was working out so much that I wasn't allowing time for that repair and recovery and I was always tired I was always sore my body always hurt and I was miserable the whole time but I felt like I was doing great and everyone in the group was cheering me on because you're in a cult so I think this time you were also training for your half marathon I was training for probably my fourth half marathon of the year yeah actually yeah so that was rough so not only were you you were either doing two exercises a day like two workouts a day or you were doing a workout in a run or a long run and that was it no no it was if it was a run day there were also two workouts involved oh really yeah yeah 
My schedule it was very strict. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I felt like that was kind of rough on our relationship too, because like you know the little bit of free time that you had, like you were spending a lot of it working out. Yeah, and I was always too tired to like go out and do things because I was exhausted. So. Yeah. And the other side of this that we haven't gotten into yet was that we were so, like, nervous about food that, like, we would kind of go back and forth between, like, oh, well, like, we can't go out because, you know, we're not eating right. And then also yeah, going out and pinching on Chinese food. Yeah. We hadn't really got to that point yet because we weren't, we hadn't started the, the time. The time. <laughs> the time. Well, you can talk about the yeah. time and then I'll chime in. Yeah. Um, so, so after we did, uh, well, after Nick finished Morning Meltdown and all of his marathons, um, I don't remember what we did next. I think maybe we just like kind of programmed top a little bit. Probably. Um, with the intention of doing 80 day obsession January 1st or whatever the first Monday January in January 6th. was. I yeah. Remember January 6th. <laughs> yep, January 6th. So <laughs> almost. Two year anniversary. Yeah. Um, so we go into it and we're like, all right, we're going to go all in. We're going to do the meal pro planning program, whatever it is. We're going to do the um, workouts and we're just going to completely commit to this lifestyle change. And um, I figured out pretty early on that I was miserable and hungry. So I would go to work and raid the vending machine or I would save my containers. So if you don't know about Beachbody, they have the container system, which is like portion controlled containers. And you're just supposed to kind of uh, build your meals based off of these containers. So like a red container was protein, a green container was vegetables, purple was fruits. Sad yellow carb. Sad yellow baby, baby containers. Yeah. You could like barely fit like a quarter of a potato in there. And my favorite was that they portion controlled your vegetables. Like you need to fucking portion control a vegetable. It's oh. a vegetable. Yeah, I know. Like please eat as you many. You can eat nine carrots. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. And if you eat ten carrots, then Oh, then you're off. You're off the regimen. The like, pits of hell. Yeah. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. <laughs> um so yeah, so we were doing that and I was like uh, if I went to the grocery store to go grocery shopping, I would like buy a candy bar and sneak eat it in the car or I was eating M&Ms at work. Um, or I would like save like my meal and I would be like, okay, well, this meal was a protein, a carb and whatever. But then I'd be like, all right, well, like that's essentially a cheeseburger from McDonald's. So I would like go to McDonald's on the way home and eat a cheeseburger before I would go home and we would eat dinner together because I was like, I'm so hungry. Mm. Like I needed to eat and I didn't want to like make you frustrated or lose track of where you were going. So I'd always like eat these things to myself. And then I'd like go in your car and find a McDonald's wrapper and I'd be like, Danielle, you are not 
doing the thing and I get so mad at you because I was doing it. I felt like you needed to be doing it with me. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. Like I but also I think that really deep down inside it was just that you were jealous and you really wanted a cheeseburger too. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it was because I was restricting myself from what they called dirty carbs yeah um yeah there was a lot of demonizing of food demonizing of foods which is silly because there's no such thing as a good food or a bad food the only thing that makes you gain weight is eating more calories than your body um expense so again didn't know that i was just like oh this must be the way there's good food and bad food you can only eat the good foods to lose weight right Uh, which made perfect sense in my right uneducated brain at the time right and like you know there are also food like food affects everyone differently like there are people like like my grandma she like can't eat broccoli because it like upsets her stomach or something yeah and like if you want blood thinners like you can't eat green vegetables yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's probably what it is oh that might be it um and then like you know so like you have to listen to your body and do what's right for you and not like fall into these like diet culture pits of hell we're really going around pits of hell today Um, (laughs) I want to talk about like I'll never forget when we were doing this I was I was working in engineering at the time and um, we had like this big company meeting this one day and I like had to have my timed out food I had to have my my yellow container and my blue container I don't remember what it was but I ate that and but for the conference, for the meeting, like they were all providing lunch. And I was like, oh, I can't have that. I can't have Panera. God forbid I have a Panera sandwich. Um, and I just remember like not eating and everyone noticing I wasn't eating and like talking about it. And I was so embarrassed. And then the like um, the manager at the end of the day was like, oh, Nick, take your sandwich home with you. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, I'll take it home to be polite, knowing that I'm not going to eat it until I got stuck in traffic and I could feel the sandwich staring at me from the passenger seat. And I'm like, I haven't had anything like that in forever. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, I haven't had anything like that in forever. Um, so I'm like, all right, just that's a bite. That's a bite. So I take a bite. And then the next thing you know, the sandwich is gone. And I feel like this overwhelming shame spiral because I ate a fucking sandwich from Panera. So this is the kind of culture that these programs support Support is just like feel overwhelming guilt from eating a fucking sandwich yeah yeah and I remember too like when you came home you were so upset and I was like it's one day just like get back on track tomorrow (laughs) and like you were like it's over (laughs) you were you were literally saying the things I post about now it's one day get back on track where I'm like I was off for one day my entire progress is ruined (laughs) well I think that you know you kind of had that like 75 hard mentality which is a whole nother problem but like you know where you're like oh well if I don't well and also our our group really supported this of like oh like if you fall off of your program restart it yeah that's instead of listening to your body and taking the days off that you need to take off like everyone was like oh like restart from day well I don't think anyone really told you to restart you know there were times where people would be like oh like I like they post about 
how they were struggling and they would ask the group if they should restart. And I felt like there were certain times where I was like, yeah, like go ahead and restart. Like it's been a month since you've done the program. Like might as well start from the beginning, but like if you miss a day or missed a week, like just pick up where you left off. You can't undo all your progress in a day. It's like you can't gain all your progress in a day. Right. Exactly. So, and also all of this time we were being kind of pressured to recruit or not to recruit, to, to become, become coaches. coaches. Um, and uh, at this point, you were probably like three quarters of the way done your personal training certificate. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think maybe I had just started it and I was like, oh, like this would be really cool if I could open my own coaching business. Yeah. And um. I almost said her name and uh our coach was like trying to recruit me and I was like oh no I really don't want to do that like I want to open my own business she's like oh no like this is your own business (laughs) 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 and like thankfully I like I'm not gonna lie there were times where I was like that would be a great idea like I would love to do that and be able to help people and but uh, really what my hold up was was that I didn't want to sell Shakeology. Oh yeah, that was what stopped both of us from doing it was because uh, I think that Shakeology tastes like um, dirt. And I've never tried it, but there's no way in hell I'm buying, paying $130 for no. 30 servings of protein. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that really like stopped us from doing it. And like, we didn't use the supplements from Beachbody either. They were just so expensive. I remember me telling her that like oh I don't want to sell Shakeology and she's like you don't have to sell Shakeology to make money and in my head I'm like bullshit but now I'm realizing that she's right you just need to recruit to make money that's true that's true yeah because that was what she was trying to say was that we didn't have to sell Shakeology and I was like okay so like I don't know exactly how much you make off of getting somebody to sign up for Beachbody on demand but like it's a one-time payment of like oh probably God, like so many people to sign up for Beach Money on Demand too, and like gave her all the yeah I know we gave her a lot of referrals yeah, yeah. I forgot about that until yeah. just now yeah it was rough cringe cringe anyway what um, were we talking about before that <laughs> being coaches um so okay so we finished 80 day obsession and that brings us to the beginning of the pandemic oh and I didn't know how to eat after that like I kept using the containers because I didn't know how to eat after that remember yeah you really struggled with like trying to figure out what to eat and also because the program was so strict we ate a lot of the same stuff over and over so some of those foods we still haven't eaten to this day I cannot even look at spaghetti squash Cannot look at it. Which is unfortunate because I like to get I know, I used to. (laughs) Yeah. And like, actually, I have it in the fridge to make today, like peppers and onions and sausage. We used to have that every day for our pre-workout meal. Oh, yeah, because you had to have a a meal 60 to 90 minutes before your workout. So I would get up at 4.30 in the morning just to eat. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Talk about behavior control right there. Like that yeah, is behavior control. That is behavior control, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And for those of you that don't know, behavior control is a piece of the bite model mm-hmm. to determine if something is a cult. Wow. I never thought about that. Good yeah. point. Um, 
and uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Well, I was I was talking about how I could figure out how to eat after that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I was like ready to just go on to full binge mode. I was like, okay, like let's go out to eat every day because we just like restricted so much that I was like, I want to have fun. I want to eat food that I like and enjoy. And I'm sick of eating all of these like stupid vegetables. Meanwhile, I was starting to learn about like calorie balance and Mm -hmm. energy balance and how your body responds to how many calories you consume, whether they're from mcdonald's cheeseburgers or from broccoli right and it blew my mind (laughs) yeah and um at that point too um that is when my arbon story kind of starts to overlap and if you want we can talk a little bit about your feelings about arbon too oh we can be nice Well, okay, I, I do intend on being nice, but I remember this was when I was starting my, like, really starting to get into my online yeah. coaching and starting to, like, put out content on Instagram, and I was doing a thing where I was, I was doing, like, a weight loss phase, and for this, it was actually very stressful. I was showing everything that I ate every day because I don't like when people do like a what I eat in a day post because I feel like it's very unrealistic because like it's one day and you're able to control things a lot more. So I was like, I'm going to do what I eat throughout this entire thing. I showed everything that I ate, took pictures of all my food. And then I like weigh myself on the scale the next morning Mm -hmm. and people would predict whether it would go up or down. And then you had an idea where you were like, what if, Whoever got the most guesses right, whether the scale goes up or down, you give them an Arbon product. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, you wanted, like, you were kind of like, oh, you weren't thrilled about it, but you were kind of like, okay, because you wanted, you were liked the idea of being able to, like, give something away. I did. I did. Because I love giving things away. Um, but I didn't know to give away. So I was like, all right, Danielle's got some stuff to give away. Fine. And people kept asking a lot of questions about the Arbon products, like not in a good way. Like I remember one guy being like, because when I was showing that stuff, okay, okay. When I was showing that stuff, you kept asking me to like include Arbon in my, my food that I ate. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll have some Arbon stuff. And one guy was like, why do you drink this shake in the morning? And then later you have the Arbon one. Like, he was very skeptical about it and I remember that and um I didn't really have an honest answer because well well, my honest answer was I was trying to support my fiance that's what I told him yeah that's because that's really what it was he was like oh okay okay cool you're talking loud enough for people to hear you oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and like I remember oh this was like this part of this podcast is really hard for me to do but like I remember um like the Arbon protein powder there was a way to make it into like cookie dough Mm -hmm. and you were trying to figure out if you could do it with the protein powder that you were buying and it wouldn't work and I was like pumped that mine was the only one that would work and you were so mad Mm. that I was happy about that um and it was it was rough and like 
it got to the point too with Arbon. Oh, well, actually backing up, back all the way up. So uh, it's the beginning of COVID and we're doing like, we did our quarantine Olympics oh, and sure. um, before, before that, um, Nick had hosted a oh, group workout. Yeah. I did like a Zoom workout for, uh, that was, was hosted. Yeah, it was the idea of your upline. Yeah, to do this fundraiser to raise money for something, um, which I, I don't think that there was really any like Arbonne connection to the workout like no there wasn't so it was whoever like there was a fee to join the zoom workout like the donations would go to sending arbon products to a hospital or something to like oh. hospital staff oh so, like, have protein bars and oh okay okay yeah and we've talked about this in past episodes where like you know fundraising with uh, multi-level marketing companies is really not ethical because it's really just a way for them to get their PV up and it's not a uh, personal volume. Okay. So it's not really a way of giving, I don't know, like it, it's just a very scammy way of fundraising. Um, it's kind of like when you give Arbonne as a Christmas gift. Right, exactly. Like it's not really a selfless thing it's much more selfish than it is giving yeah it's trying to get that person to be like oh I should get more of this right exactly um there are so many other motives to what's being done and it's trying to be packaged as this really nice thing and it's not I feel like we need to talk about our exit from Beachbody um yeah we 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 do um, well, I think in the timeline, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of like coming up. So like we did that, we did the quarantine Olympics with our Arbon candle as the torch. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then you were like really going, you're like, okay, like I'm going to do this. Like you had somebody approach you about coaching. Oh, my first client. <laughs> and you were like, okay, like I'm going to try to do this. And you did. I did, you, and you then did and I loved it. And and that first client was like, "You were, you were made to do this." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know about that, but am I?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember how like difficult it ended up getting because we were, um, we felt really torn about the the challenge group that we're in because we found the group to be very supportive and helpful for us in meeting our goals and helping holding us accountable and all those friendships that we had, had made in there right yeah like a, a good portion of those people are invited to our wedding so like we they have an entire table yeah <laughs> um so like you know we were felt really close to these people and they were really important to us they still are really important to us so like um we felt really torn because we felt like we couldn't post in the group the workouts that Nick was writing for us because Nick was writing my workouts too at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was doing my own workouts and I felt it felt guilty about doing not beach body workouts and posting in the group, but I wanted to be part of the group because because I love the group. Right. The group was life. Yeah. Group it was my cult. Yeah. Exactly. We were in the cult. Um and 
it, it was just like so shame provoking and like at one point you like did a beach body workout just to just so I could post in the group literally that's what I did I did a beach body workout so I could post in the group and say I did a beach body workout and I remember I was like oh I've been doing my own workouts lately but I wanted to do a beach body workout I kind of felt weird about posting non-beach body workouts in the group I said that in the comment and um our coach liked every single comment on the thread except for mine and I fucking noticed that I'm like yeah you went and like I I looked through the thread I'm pointing like you can see me I looked <laughs> through the thread I was like yep she liked that one she liked that one she skipped mine yeah. and I was like what a bitch um is that when we left um so at that that was kind of the build-up and we were like okay like not thrilled and then it gets a little murky for me on like timeline. Oh, timeline. okay. No, no, no. I remember what happened. Then she start. She messaged you, and was like, "Hey, are you doing any beach body workouts? Oh, using yeah. any beach body products?" And you were like, "No, but I'm thinking about doing." Yeah, blah, there was blah, like blah. a new program coming out, and I was like, "Oh, like I really want to do this one when it comes out. Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm doing a program that Nick's writing for me right now, but like I'm looking forward to doing this upcoming program later on." Because he was removing people from the group that weren't doing beach body things. Because yeah. if you're not if you're not with us, you're against us. Right, exactly. Um, and then I told you that because I felt like Oh, and I, I reached out to her and messaged her and she was like, I'm not removing you from the group. Stop being dramatic. Yeah, it's dramatic, something along those lines. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was like, you know what, I'm done with this. I was like, I'm leaving the group today. I'm like, Danielle, are you in? We left yeah. the group. We had just started like a little group chat for some new people who were doing a day obsession to help support them. And we left that group. And then we were a little lost for, for a little bit. Yeah. And then did we, we left before we started our Discord group? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dependent of Beachbody and ended up inviting a lot of those people to come along with us because they had been frustrated by our coach's behavior too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, and then we get to the real dramatic point in our story. Well, we get to the juicy part. Yeah. Where, um, a couple of those former Beachbody people had reached out to me for coaching, for actual fitness coaching, not you should try 21 day fix because that's not fitness coaching. Uh, so I wrote actual workout programs for them. I gave them nutrition guidelines instead of try the ultimate portion thing. Um, and then I get a message from our coach that says, is your job to try and steal all of my customers. And I was like, first of all, none of these people are actually under you. And second of all, if they come to me, I'm not going to say no, just because they're part of your fucking pyramid scheme. And then she blocked me. She just straight up blocked me and she blocked Danielle. And by the way, this is someone that Danielle was friends with. Yeah, so, like, we were friends, like, we went to high school together, 
we weren't really friends in high school, but like we were friends like in college and outside of college. And before we both started pyramid schemes, um, like we used to like go for runs together and like do all of this stuff together. So I was really upset because like she just went ahead and blocked me without even like saying anything to me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we went out to dinner. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, being blocked by her was the most freeing experience that I think I've ever had. I felt like a lot of closure on the whole situation. It's like, oh yeah, okay, confirmed. She is a piece of shit. Um, yeah, I mean, in your opinion. <laughs> sure, in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I I not to like like there were just some really shady like things that were going on within Beachbody like there was a lot of shaming around like if you weren't working out during COVID then you're lazy and depressed not lazy and depressed uh you're lazy and and where everyone is struggling where people are losing their jobs like yeah working out should not be your priority if if you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning because you don't know what to do with your life yeah and you're people like right yeah like there's just so little like empathy there and um I noticed that a lot of people were like building their platforms on like curing their mental health but then like they were saying a lot of things that were like really anti-mental health such as that statement of being like if you're not working out then you're lazy um especially during the pandemic so um that was really uh freeing to not have to watch her stuff anymore or be a part of that cult sure um you see what I did there um yeah we really struggled uh with leaving but I think that you know our new group really helped uh us a lot too yeah and there that was one of those things that was like there's no judgment you can do whatever you want in here like right yeah we're not selling you anything yeah well we were like you can use any products you want at that time I was in Arbonne so I was like we don't care if you use Beachbody if you use Arbonne if you use Legion if you use Walmart like whatever you can use whatever you want yeah um like we were just wanted to make it a really supportive environment where everyone was welcome. And at that point in time, it was a space that was welcoming of all MLMs products and whatever. And then uh, as we continued, we really stopped that um, MLM yeah. stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So like yeah. Can I that by talking about that email I got from our coach? Yeah. Um, I got an email because I must have been on her email list and it was like I don't remember what it said but at the bottom it was like I'm your coach for life if you've been with me before I'm your coach for life and I'm like well you blocked me so yeah I don't think so I just wanted to talk about that I, don't uh, know, I just think it's ironic yeah so um at the end of my podcast we uh close out with the question of what is your anti-MLMY my anti-MLMY. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of it for me comes down to to health and wellness MLMs. Mm-hmm. And my why for that is that most of these MLMs don't actually promote health and wellness. They they promote 
just roping you deeper into their cult. Um, and several of the coaches, advocates, whatever, whatever the people on the pyramid are called, um, don't actually know anything about health and wellness. They're just there to sell you a product. So if you are trying to get information about health and wellness, you need to be speaking to someone who actually knows what they're talking about, not someone just trying to sell you a product. So that's what really busts my ass. Chaps my ass. It chaps it real good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So um, as uh, we talked about in the podcast, Nick is a actual certified personal trainer with a small business. He does online coaching. Um, So he can be your personal trainer no matter where you live. If you live down the street from us or if you live in Europe. Africa. Okay. Sure, Europe. Um, I did have a South African client. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> um, so if you want to find him, you can find him. Uh, you can find me at on my Instagram at Nick Anderson Fitness, TikTok, same thing, or my website, NickAndersonFitness.com. Awesome. All right, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed that um, really informal episode. Hey, on- we can actually publish this one, too. Yeah, <laughs> kick off the new year, and um, yeah, it, w- it was awesome. I'm glad that we finally got to do this and share our story. And yeah, and I'm looking forward to get to uh, marrying you in 19 days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> little me! <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you have an awesome day, and bye. Bye.